Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and to God be all the glory. I was just listening to that song, and it tells us that we owe it all to him. Everything we owe to him, and because we know he paid it all, 
just for you and just for me. And I am eternally grateful for all that he has done for us. I'm eternally grateful for how he loves us and how he keeps us. And I thank him for continuing to keep us, even in the midst of our sinful ways. I want to welcome each and every one of you to our Fresh Man Alive weekly broadcast. I am Reverend D, and I consider it always a privilege and an honor to be able to come and share just a word from the Lord. I just I thank God for his word, and I thank God that we can encourage you through his word and not only encourage you, but pray that there is something that is spoken that will change your life. And so I look forward to this, all that God is going to do this day. Before we get started, let us have a word of prayer. Father God, we come, God, just thanking you once again for this, your grace, mercy, God. We thank you for your goodness, and God, we thank you for the blessings, God. And God, we thank you for your word. And God, we just ask you, and as I said, be in the midst, God, to have your way, God. And God, we just cry out to you, God. We seek your faith, God. We desire you, God. We know, God, that we can't make it without you. So, God, we ask you just to, to be with us, God. We ask you to bless us, God. We ask you to speak to our hearts, God, and speak to our minds, God. We ask you, God, to, to show up in our lives, God, to do something new in us, God. Allow us, Father God, to go forth, God. Allow us, Father God, to feel your presence, God. Manifest your glory in our lives, God. And, God, we ask you just to be with us this night, God. Bless our teaching, God. God, I just thank you for your word, and I thank you for your presence. And we still this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, our theme this month has been Jesus paid it all. And so I'm going to come Isaiah 53. I know that it may have been touched on this month, but I just, the scripture, it was just speaking to me so much today. And so I want to just share, start at verse 3. And it reads, he was a spies and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faith, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and with the stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And Jehovah has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The iniquity of us all. All of us like sheep have gone astray. I got to go back to that. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and Jehovah has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And today, I just, I just, I just got to share this. I just, I just got to go here with it. The question I have is, what has happened to the church? What has happened in that place where we go and assemble, that place um, that used to represent peace and that place that used to represent so much? You know, what has happened to those who assemble, you know, the, the assembling of the saints? What has transpired in that place? You know, when we go to that place down there, it's anger and there's hurt and there's hatefulness. You know, there's mockery. There is so much going on. And the question you have again, you have to ask is, what has happened in that place? You know, and we think back to this 
the sacrifice. We think back to Jesus, you know, to the very things that he has done for you and the very things that he has done for me. You know, and we focus on the fact that he paid it all for each and every last one of us. But we see that in the course of him paying it all, that we have got to a place where we live our lives any way we desire. And our iniquities was upon him. Everything we've done was placed upon him. Every lie we've ever told, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, was placed upon him. You know, when, you know, it's going into churches now, we see, again, unforgiveness in church. We see hurt in church. We see heartache in church. We see pain in church. We see violence in church. We see on guard in church. And the question is, what has happened to the church? When did the church stop recognizing the sacrifice that was made for it? When did the body stop realizing the work that Jesus did for each and every last one of us? We have gotten so far away from God's truth, and we've gotten so far away from his his of forgiveness and love, we have moved so far beyond those things that it's no longer funny. We sit here and, and, and we don't even really dwell on the fact that Jesus paid it all. We recognize his sacrifice one Sunday a year, Easter Sunday. We mention it during our service on Sunday or during our service on Wednesday. But mentioning it and really thinking about it and really taking it in what he's done are two different things. I can mention all day long about this, but if I don't absorb it in my spirit, it's not going to manifest in my life. I can talk about this till I'm blue in the face, but if it's not really speaking to me, if it's not really touching me, if I'm not sitting here thinking about it, it's not going to affect me. It's like going to school. You can sit here and listen to your teacher teach all day long. But if you don't pick up those school books yourself and study, you're not going to really learn and entertain anything. And that's how it is when we come to think about the, the sacrifice, the fact that Jesus paid it all. You know, your heart should break when you walk into God's house. And we see God's house has no longer become his house. You know, we should weep when we walk into God's house and we see anything, all man of evil, within his house. The word of God says, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. But we have turned God's house into a mockery. We have turned God's house into a place where we can lie, where we can cheat, where we can steal, where we can call each other our names, where we can have wars, where we can fight. We have turned God's house into a place like a civic center where you can go and have a wrestling match, and sometimes he wants you to pay for the admission because we have forgotten the fact that Jesus paid it all for us. 
and we've forgotten the sacrifice. And when you begin to remember the sacrifice, when you begin to remember the work that he did on Calvary for each and every last one of us, that should cause you to pause for just a moment. That should cause you to just stop what you're doing and realize he bore my burden. He bore my sin. He loved me that much. He loved me enough where he stayed on an old walking cross. He loved me enough where he allowed himself to hang there. He loved me enough where he didn't even come down off the cross. He stayed there. That love, it was the love that he had for us that kept us there. It was the love that he had for you and for me that allowed him to pay that price for each and every last one of us. But when we go to church on Sunday, when we go to church on Wednesday, when we live our lives the way we live our lives, we're telling God that it doesn't matter about the sacrifice that was made because, you know, we're going to do what we want to do as long as we want to do it. And somewhere along the way, you should desire to be better. Somewhere along the way, we should desire to be better. Somewhere along the way, we should take on the thing that Jesus took on. Somewhere along the way, we should recognize the fact that he said to his father, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the hurt and the anguish, in the midst of the beating, he was hanging on a cross and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He uttered those words as Father for you and for me. And when you stop and think about the words that was uttered for us, that should make you desire to do better. See, when he was hanging on that cross, there were lessons that he taught us from the cross. See, from the cross, he did teach us forgiveness. From the cross, he taught us humility. From the cross, he taught us acceptance. From the cross, he taught us that we can be with him forever. From the cross, he taught us how to cry out and how to trust. From the cross, he taught us submission. And the thing that we forget are all those things that he taught us. Because we still look at our lives as our own. You didn't pay the price for your life. You didn't sow into your life what Jesus sowed into us. You didn't make the sacrifice for yourself or anybody else like Jesus made for you. So our lives are not our own. And to God, we do belong. And the thing that says we have to give ourselves to him because he truly paid it all. He paid it all. I dare say if someone comes up to you and say, God, can you sit here and give your very life so that I may live, you would say no. But Jesus gave his very life. No man took his life. He gave his life for you and for me. And we have to be better about his business. We have to be better about the work that he's called us all to do. There are churches all over this world, and there are people that go in those churches Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, or maybe Saturday and Wednesday, wanting to hear a word from the Lord, wanting to feel God's presence in their lives. 
There are people that desire Jesus. And we have gotten so far from him that the church now looks like the club. The church now looks like the street. The church now looks like the, uh, the hangout place or a social club. And the church seems to have lost its integrity. The church seems to have lost so much. And the fact is, how do you lose it? We were never yours in the first place. How do you allow this thing to come in and tear up when it was never yours in the first place? Once again, we do not belong to ourselves. Jesus Christ is our kinsman redeemer. That he redeemed us from the burdens of sin. He redeemed us from the very pits of hell. He redeemed us so that we could have eternal life. And so he paid the price, the ultimate sacrifice for you and for me. Our heart should weep when we see the church fall. Our heart should weep when we see the church going to pieces. Our hearts should weep when we see the church being divided, where the spirit of unity has left the place. But our hearts don't weep. Instead, we encourage it. Instead, we play into it. Instead, we, 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 we drive the additional wedge in it. Instead, we speak words of curses and, and words of hatred and words of animosity and words of grief and words of turmoil. Instead of speaking the very words that God spoke over us, the word of God says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The word of God reminds us that he paid it all, all of it, every single solitary thing for you and for me. And as sons and daughters of the Most High God, we have to get to a place in our lives where we recognize, once again, that sacrifice that was made and be willing to step out, be willing to trust the Jesus in us, be willing to do the very work that God has called us all to do. We, as his sons and daughters, have to get to that place in our lives where we're not going to allow the world to affect us, but we're going to affect the world. We're going to go forth and do the work that God has told us to do. That we're going to love and we're going to forgive and we're going to walk and we're going to talk and we're going to breathe in Jesus. I encourage you as his children to recognize the purpose that he has for you. 
I encourage you as the children to know just how much he loves you. Jesus Christ paid it all. He paid a healthy price for your life. He paid a healthy price for my life. He paid the penalty so you and I can be with him forever. And I say this and I say this and I say this. We never want the sacrifice that he made that he made for us to be in vain. But when you go to church on Sunday, when you go to your area of fellowship, when you go on Wednesday, take the time to stop the bickering, stop the fighting. Take the time to rethink about the work that was done for us. Take the time to focus on the fact that Jesus paid it all for you and for me. Take the time to receive the love of the Father. Take the time to be just who God has called you to be. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you once again, God, for all reminding us just how much you love us and the sacrifice that you made for us. God, we can't live without you. We can't walk this walk without you. We can't do this without you. So we need you in our lives. And we need you, God. And God, we cry out to you, God, asking for salvation, asking for deliverance, asking for a change. And God, I thank you that as we cry out to you, God, that a change is taking place in our lives. God, I ask you to bless us right now. I'm asking God to watch over and keep us right now, God. Continue to speak to our hearts, God. Speak to the brokenness, God. Continue to heal us, God. God, you know what we need, God. You know what we desire, God. And so, God, we send it all to you, God. We give it all to you, God. And, God, we're not taking it back. We thank you once again, God, for being God, for being our Jehovah, for being our Lord, for being our Heavenly Father. And we honor your presence, God. In our lives, we thank you once again, and we seal this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I thank each and every last one of you for joining in with us tonight for our Fresh Man Alive weekly broadcast. Please visit us on the web at www.godchurchinternational.org or www.godchurchinternational.com. We would love to receive your prayer requests, your praise reports, as well as visit the other arms of the ministry. You know, we we have a group of women that we join together, a few ministries that come together every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Divine Youth Intercession. And then every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have our Freedom Hour. Every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have our Travail Prayer Hour. And again, on Sundays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have our Fresh Man Alive Weekly broadcast. But this week is a special week for God's Church International. We are celebrating our four-year anniversary, and we are having a teleconference revival 
beginning tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m., and it's going through Friday night. We have some dynamic speakers that will be ministering to us uh, on the, hallelujah, on the call, and we just thank and praise God. Just uh, for we thank and praise God for the speakers. We thank and praise God for what he's doing, and we know that God is just, God is doing it all. It's not me. It's not us. It's God doing it all, and he loves us just that much. And so we invite you to join with us we, this week. We invite you just to, to come out and, or, or really not come out, but log in, call in just to hear, oh, my God, these awesome men of God that's going to come and share it and bless us uh, with the word from the Lord. We know it's going to be a high time in Jesus' name. And I am grateful. I am so grateful uh, for what God's doing. I mean, like I said, four years, four years, hallelujah, and still going strong, four years in trusting the Lord, four years in doing the work the Father has told us to do, four years, and it's going forth. In him. So again, we invite you to visit us on the way. We look forward to sharing with you. We look forward to just ministering to you. We look forward to you joining with us. We look forward to being blessed by the the call. We just look forward to you. Oh my God, we look forward to it. I love it. Every last bit of it. And we thank God for it. And we thank God for each and every last one of you. We pray, we pray, we pray. We actually do close out this call that you will remember it's not about me and it's not about you, but it's all about Jesus. And let me pause for this moment because I did not give you the phone call to call in. So write this number down for the teleconference line. It's 1-218-339-0221. Again, that number is 1-218-339-0221. And our conference code is Once again, once again, we look forward to you joining us here this week for our week-long celebration, our anniversary revival, the 2015 anniversary revival hosted by God's Church International. Invite your friends, invite your family members, tell somebody that there's a revival going on this week on this e-church and let them know that you nor they will want to miss it. So until tomorrow night, may God bless you and may heaven continue to smile upon each and every last one of you. Have a wonderfully blessed week, everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.